You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cyberwire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. As part of our regular threat hunting, we saw some weird events, uh, PowerShell events. We saw them pretty regularly for over a year. Only when a user contacted us, we figured out that the events are coming from a pirated Windows installation. That's Tom Roter. He's a security researcher at Minerva Labs. The research we're discussing today is titled Rigging a Windows Installation. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. What we're talking about here is folks uh, getting their hands on, in this case, a copy of Windows 10, but doing so by questionable means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the Windows, the Windows installation file specifically, uh, it's shared on on torrent sites, and yeah, people, a lot of people use it. I mean, if you look for this specific installation. It has tens of thousands of seeders, which means I couldn't even imagine how many people have installed it. Uh, also, this is not the first installation that uh, that is out there. We have we have seen some other installations uh, that behave similarly and have the same malware in them. 
So someone uh, decides that they need a fresh copy of Windows 10, and rather than reaching out to Microsoft, going through the normal channels and, and probably having to pay for it, they go to a torrent site, uh, and it's very easy to find a copy of Windows 10 on the torrent sites. But in this case, uh, this uh, copy of the Windows 10 installer is carrying an extra payload here, and, and that's what you all looked into. Yeah. Well, let's let's walk through it together. What, what exactly was going on here from a malware point of view? Uh, so, from the malware point of view, the developer of this win- of this rogue Windows installation configured a, a number of pretty sophisticated ways to infect an installed device and and bypass the Windows Defender. Uh, the first stage of the attack is carried by an executable file that is located in the Windows uh, subdirectory, C Windows subdirectory, and is started using the Windows attend file, which allows for commands to be executed on the first uh, boot up of the, of the of a fresh installation. This this executable it is only responsible of setting up other PowerShell scripts that will set up Windows services. And where does it go from there? I mean, this this script uh, launches, and, and what does it do next? So once this script launches, uh, a Windows service will be created. Two, two, actually, will be created. The first one is responsible uh, for cleaning up a little bit of the artifacts that uh, was created during the installation. Uh, and the second one, the more in, the more interesting one, uses directories that was that are created during the installation. It actually uses their name to decode in memory a malicious PowerShell script, the one we, we actually saw in our telemetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this PowerShell script contacts a, a, a server that is controlled by an attacker and tries and downloads a malicious executable. And what malicious executable are they trying to put on the system? The malicious executable is, if I recall correctly, is a 7-zip SFX binary, which extracts mm. a lot, <laughs> a lot of different malware on the device, on a directory that was previously excluded in the Windows Defender that was done by the service. Uh, one oh, of the malware, one of the most uh, serious malware that it attacks is Extreme Rat, which is used by various threat actors we we didn't attribute who who did this attack but we know that extreme rat is being used all over south uh, south america and uh, by the mole mole rats uh, threat actor which is attributed to gaza and, and as you say i mean there there's a whole bunch of stuff that this is installing i mean everything from adware uh, crypto miners and as you mentioned uh, the rat uh, for you know gathering and exfiltrating information off of the system. So, I, I, and I suppose I mean this speaks to the fact that if, gosh, if you can control the installation of someone's operating system, I mean that's really the ball game. Yeah, yeah, you could do basically anything you want, and also think of the scale of how many workstation, workstations, live workstations you can control with this uh, rogue installation. Hmm. Now, describe to me specifically what they're doing to um, to evade Windows Defender. What's going on there? Okay, so first of all, 
the attackers have to store a malicious PowerShell script that contains the addresses they want to reach. If, if they would have stored this file on disk, the Windows Defender would have found it and deleted it. What the attackers actually did, they, they took the script and encoded its value in hex ASCII into directory names. These directory names then decoded uh, in memory to download the payload. Uh, that's one thing that the attackers did to bypass Defender. Another thing they did was use the Windows attend file in order to bypass the Defender. This file actually uh, allows them to execute their binary before Windows Defender is, uh, is up. Interesting. You know, I, I guess, I mean, I usually ask people, you know, what, what can you do to, to try to protect yourself against this? And I suppose that still counts from an organizational point of view. You know, how do you, how do you prevent folks from downloading infected copies of their operating system <laughs> off of a torrent site? I mean, that's yeah. sort of the, the basic thing here. And beyond that, as, as we said, I mean, if that's the way folks are getting their software, it's kind of a self-inflicted wound, I suppose. It is. It is. Sometimes it, sometimes it is, but sometimes you can, if you don't know a lot about computers and you purchase your uh, PC in some in some guy in someone's shop and he's getting cheap on your oper- operating system, installing it mm. from an illegal source, you could get uh, hurt by that. I'm, and I'm sure a lot of people did. So, what sort of things could you do then to to kind of scan this system? You know, or, or if you had um, you know endpoint protection, would would it be able to detect the the installations of the various types of malware that were dropped on a system like this? So, yeah, of, of course, uh, even installing an external AV, uh, a good one, after the installation is done, might be able to delete some of the files. But the problem is, you can never be sure if an attacker uh, already installed another backdoor on your uh, device before you have uh, installed the AV. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it really speaks to to what you kind of alluded to earlier, which is that if you don't know the the chain of custody of your device from beginning to end, I mean, I suppose it's it's probably in your best interest when you're setting up a new system to start from scratch with a copy of your operating system where you know where it came from. Yeah, it's pretty basic. <laughs> Just pay for your operating system. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I think the example you gave is a good one, that I could see how someone could overlook that. If you if you were buying a used system and a repair shop said, hey, you know, no problem, we've got a clean copy, a clean install of Windows 10 on here, you are set to go. And lots of people wouldn't think twice about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's why it's so important to install antivirus software and detection software on your device, just in my opinion. Our thanks to Tom Roter from Minerva Labs for joining us. The research is titled Rigging a Windows Installation. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now, a message from CyberBit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then, you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. 
Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need CyberBit. CyberBit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills, all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. CyberBit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.